What's up, everybody? This is Chris Spencer, and you're listening to Minivan Men. Today, we're going to talk about a little controversy that happened in the comedy club with a very, very popular comedian named Dane Cook. Then we're going to talk about when do you tell your kids that there's no Santa Claus. And then also, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts, the how's, the where's, the why's, the what's. How do you handle when your baby is sick? All of this today, tonight, this afternoon, or whenever you're listening on Minivan Men. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Minivan Men. I'm Chris Spencer, along with the very handsome Al Madrigal and the ever so uh, sweet and, and uh, uh, kind Come on now. Maz Jabrani. And we're comedians, <laughs> as you guys all know, and things happen in the comedy world. And I just heard a story. The world-famous Dane Cook uh, was performing somewhere, and I guess he was working on new material for his next hour special or stadium run because the dude is doing 20,000 seats. And I guess some guy named T.J. Miller was in the audience who... But he took a year off. Dean hadn't done Santa for a year. He hadn't done Santa for a year? No, that's not true. I saw him... I've seen him get up. Yeah. He stopped... Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, I've seen him get up. Matter of fact, he did a... He did a... The last time I talked to him, he told me he was going to take a break because he had just finished doing a 30 arena city tour. Mm-hmm. And that was less than six months yeah. ago. Yeah, and he and he's like... I think a lot of comics... Like like Dan and I think a lot of us, you know, it would be hard for us to take the six demands, months. I mean, the dude is bringing home two hundred thousand dollars. Not show. just a demand, but the desire for you. Imagine if you had to get away the from the desire it for six is two hundred thousand dollars a show. <laughs> well, whatever it is, you'd want to get up. Yeah, and he's been getting up. And so what happened was T.J. Miller, who's a comedian. Right. Uh, this is this this is how I and Al. I don't know how you what what, what how you heard the story, but. Well, let's paint the scene for everybody is that the Laugh Factory is a comedy club where people are scheduled to work. Right. Dane shows up at this club unannounced, like a lot of big comics do, and that's fine. Then yep. decides he wants to go on, so Next. he bumps the other comics, means he takes their spot. The show is probably already running late. Yes, um, but, but let the world know that's understandable in the comedy world. We know when the big star comes in. That boom, if he wants to go next, he gets to go next. He walks into the comedy club and wants to get up, he gets up. Yeah. Yakov Smirnov walks in, bam, you're off that stage. Right on. So, <laughs> so, so, so Dane, Dane walked in, and uh, this, this is what I hear from from different sources and and the the, the tweets. This is how, what I gathered, uh, as well as some stuff I read. So, Bobby Lee was supposed to go up next, and that's where for me, it's there's always a fine line. Uh, about who you can bump and who you should bump. Now, everyone's got their own theories. Um, my, me personally, I would think if I were at a level of superstardom... But, but there's some places you can bump people if you want. No, but what I'm saying is if I were at a superstardom level, I wouldn't bump somebody at the level of a Bobby Lee. That's that's right. my first... That's my thing. You bump the new jacks. I'd bump the younger guy. I'd be like, okay, you know. Now, but but that said, different comics do different things. And, and who knows? Dane might have been like, I really got to work this out. I want to do this now. So supposedly he went on stage and was working out material. And from what I've... So, so there's another comedian named TJ Miller who then was watching Dane work his material out. And I guess the, the material was supposedly very aggressive and very harsh to the audience. And he was... And some of the stuff was like... Dane talking about how he can have sex with any girl he wants and this and that. And and TJ felt that it was all very dirty and ugly as a human being, what he was doing to the audience. And so TJ was tweeting about this. And a few other people, it became a media thing. Other people started talking about, you know, uh, he Dane Cook is having a meltdown on stage, et cetera, et cetera. And then it just became this huge thing. And uh, and it got, you know, blown out of, out of the water in many ways. Now, my take on it, 
I wasn't there, but my take on it is that's how comics now first of all there, i think there is some common courtesy to, to other human beings like if i again if i were a superstar i might get up and go i'm gonna do half an hour i might i'm gonna do 45 minutes and i'm gonna bump a younger cat than you know more established cats but i think part of working out your material is about going to dark places absolutely and, and, that, and the comedy club is supposed to be our safe haven yeah you but know, you work it out here and then I, when you go make whatever two hundred thousand dollars a show then you give them a show yeah, but when you're at home, Laugh Factory Improv Comedy Store, unless it's a Friday night, Saturday night, you know what I mean? Yeah, you should be able to go and do whatever you want. But go ahead. And we've all experienced that with other well-known comics. I was at a, I was one time in um in New York, and uh, Damon Wayans came in, and he was going through his divorce at the time, and he was, and I think, in a very dark place. And I went on after him. I, I was it's a comedy seller, so I was upstairs. I didn't see a set, but when I came down, a lot of people were fleeing the room. And I said, what just happened? And a lot of people were saying, my God, he just did like 45 minutes of very unfunny, very kind of uh, just unfriendly stuff. And again, as a, yeah. as a comic, I understood. He's looking for, he's looking for the jokes, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're not coming. And that's exactly what he said. That's our safe haven, right? That's one of the reasons yeah. why, you know, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, what were you going to say? No, it's just because you know, I have had tons of moments like that, and I'm no late. I mean, to be out there, but you're sort of just talking and reaching for material. I've had moments, and you guys have seen it. Maz, how many times have you seen me snap on people at the store? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and yell at you, Maz, you don't want anything to do with these people. They suck. Yeah. Like that, and scolding audience members. And like, what is your problem? You, you heard me yelling at people. That's right. I mean, it's just, and I have fun doing that, but I don't want anybody to blog about it. I mean, and also I think that um, I know TJ very well, and he's comic that, uh, Chris, if you're unfamiliar, a lot of you are unfamiliar, he's been in a bunch of movies, a funny guy, um, and he had a brain tumor at one point, but, um, you know, he's not... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to. I, I, I guess in TJ's defense. Listen, listen, I guess in TJ's. I think, I think, he's, I think Dane is you know, low hanging fruit for in terms of a target. And I think it's also four years ago um, to be picking out Dane and Carlos as targets. I mean, those guys, you know, for whatever your opinion is about them, have been identified with is like, you know, really sort of hackier acts. And I like Dane a lot. Um, the other guy I don't care for so much. Um, and not TJ, but... Uh, Carlos. Men- Mencia, yeah. And I tell him that to his face. You know, Al, I think, um, I, think, I, I, think, I think there's a reflection of... Sorry about that, but I think there's a reflection of not so much... Uh, uh, the the fact that that a com- see because this this has happened a lot comics have gotten pissed at other comics like this I was there when Eddie Griffin used to come in and bump at the comedy store original room all the time he came in one time and did like two hours and one of the funniest things I've ever seen was Sam Tripoli at one forty five in the morning following Eddie Griffin 
and ripping into Eddie Griffin. At the time, Sam and I were just starting out. We're new. We shouldn't be ripping into a guy who's a veteran. Sam went after him so hard. It was the funniest thing where to the point where there was a manager there who gave Sam his card and was like, that's the best set I've seen in a long time. And then Sam continued to do that. Whenever Eddie would go up, Sam would go up after him and rip into him. And then word got back to Eddie. So then Eddie started standing in the back of the original room and started heckling Sam. And at one point started chasing Sam around the comedy store. So this is this has happened in the past. And as comics, yeah, but the difference the difference is, is that I would do the same exact thing as Sam, and I would tell somebody to their face, like I love going up after somebody when they're in the room and saying that was horrible or this is bad. Um, you know, Bobby Lee, ladies and gentlemen, showing everyone his butthole. Um, it's gross. It's, yeah. uh, I said that right to his face. Disgusting. Yeah, but what I think, what uh, I, what I, th- I think the difference is now though the 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 era and time that we live in with Twitter and all this stuff. That's where I agree so with. You're not I, just telling the audience who shared that experience with you. Yeah. You're telling everybody that, you know, TJ Butt has probably like 60,000 people yeah. that are following his tweets. That's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, because whoever so, they, that's 60,000 plus their friends that they're telling what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and then they told two I mean, friends and so on. And Look, I don't, I don't know. It's like... Uh, I don't know. I guess it was like cops or something. Like you just don't rat somebody out like that. I just can't. No I, matter what you think about them, there's got to be some sort of code. Comic code, to, man code. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. People, That's one of the reasons why Eddie I'm won't come back. About, I, there's a comic, and I don't even mention his name because it's not worth it. And Miles Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, how much do I hate that guy? And you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he, the guy who's on a TV show that rhymes with Pitney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, yeah, and I can't stand him. But I've never put out a tweet. He was tweeting my name. I would never even engage in that because I didn't want it to be part of it. I was you don't like the person, or you don't like that? You don't like the person. You don't like his act. Oh, both very much. I think the person is worked worse than the act, and the act is damn just low grade off. So um, I, I've had I've had I like I like the guy, but Al, but that's Al. But you know what, Al? But that's the thing is nowadays it feels like everybody's having these very public, you know, things. They're putting well, it out I'm there. Doing it, it's just not cloud. There's not. If I have something to say to you, I'll say it right to your face, which I have for this kid. Yeah. And scumbag. I agree. And it's, it's very it's very un ungodfather like. You remember like the Godfathers? Like you just you you know you do it in a manly kind of. Right. You do it right. It's between us. Twitter battle is the lamest thing you can ever do. I mean, it really is just just horrible. Twit banging. I mean, Twit ba- I think we should. I think the three of us should have a Twitter battle just for fun, just to yeah. see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know a lot of comics that do that. They actually will help each other get more followers by going at it like Kevin Hart and Mike Epps do it all the time and D-Ray and all those guys. Like in a fun like, way. Yeah, so sometimes they have to call each other and go, hey, man, what's up with that? You went a little dark. I'm sorry, man. I mean, you were, you were winning. <laughs> People are tweeting me back saying you're kicking my ass, so I had to actually, you know, talk about how you haven't worked in two years. It's like the WWF. Yeah. It's fake fake battles. So yeah. the comedy club, I mean, like I said, I agree that, you know, the comedy club should be our safe house where we can talk about whatever we want. But if it's a Friday or a Saturday night and it's packed, most of those people are not. A, it's not a papered audience. They've kind of paid, and you probably should give them some sort of show. Whether you're Dan Cook, Damon Wayans, whatever. 
Without a doubt, I agree. Friday, Saturday, you do your best possible job. And then also you have to recognize that it's not just the comics with Twitter. The Everybody in the audience yeah, has it. Twi- yeah. I think he was yelling at somebody with that was texting on their phone. This is Dane. And they were probably so excited saying, oh, my God, Dane Cook is here. And that's why they were texting. I mean, look, I we... Maz, you probably get this a little bit, and I'm sure we can drop in, but I have no idea what it's like to drop into a place and have people excited to see you there. Um, you know, when, when, when you come home from New York, <laughs> you, the, the family's you, going Loren, crazy. Lorenzo's Twittering. Family. <laughs> Lorenzo's yeah, Twittering. Oh, my God. Dad just dropped by. This is amazing. Stop texting. That's funny. Oh, this is so, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's difficult for us to really know what it's like to be Dane trying to work something out, but maybe drop into a smaller venue if you're him. And with TJ, I mean, I just think he probably shouldn't have done that. First of all, old target. And secondly, you know, it's almost like he's doing it for personal game. That's what I think. I mean, I'm sure being pissed and not bitch with all the other comics, I would just walk out of there. And with the way I handled the Laugh Factory is I was on early shows anyway. I wouldn't even let them book me past a certain time just because I knew that I had more likelihood of that happening. So, I don't know. I I just think it's um, not the coolest move on either of their parts. You know, is it okay for both people to be wrong? Possibly. Yeah. 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 We'll follow our Twitter and... uh... See what we say about <laughs> we each other. <laughs> Tell us what you oh, think. We, we, yeah. we just have our. Uh, we don't have a mini man Twitter uh, yet. We should at some point. But Al Madrigal is. Uh, it's at A L M A D R I G A L. Please follow me at Maz Jabrani, and then at the Chris Spencer are all the Twitter names. Um, and uh, promise that there won't be too too many harsh words for other comedians. Other than Maz Jabrani, who I'm starting a Twitter battle with immediately. Right it's, now. It's both on. Us, both of us versus him. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. All right, you guys, we're back. Uh, Minivan Man uh, at your service. Al, why don't you read uh, some of the emails that we got from some of the peoples? Well, this happens this is, uh, well into January, and we're going to talk about Santa Claus um, a little bit. because um, It's okay, because my tree is still up. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? No, I'm joking. All right. I know. I just did uh, the spit, and they had uh, wreaths all over the place uh, where I went and did that Daily Show thing. There was still a bunch of uh, Christmas stuff up all over this guy's house. So I know some people keep it up. I know, uh, anyway, uh, I took it down on the 26th. My neighbor drove by who had said, I saw Ebenezer Scrooge cutting up the Christmas tree on the 26th. What was up with that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I was out there with a hacksaw. I like to cut it up, and I like to put it in the garbage cans. Do you have your shirt off, I too? Like to, yeah, I do a shirt off, 
wife, Peter. You have a stack and, of pancakes um, waiting for you when you get inside? Yeah, yeah. Just lumberjack and, man. Uh, I got a pass blue ribbon in a can. I take it out there. I chop up the Christmas tree. There you go. And that's on your, yeah. uh, that's on your YouTube page, right? <laughs> yeah, it's me just chopping it up. I should put all that stuff up in there. I hunk, clean hunk, up my gutters. Hunky Al. Yeah. Hey, right. so so what's the what's the letter that guy wrote of us about the? Oh, uh... uh, so too many named uh, Leslie uh, says somewhere in Texas. Uh, she said I was about five years old. Hey guys, I was about five years old when my brother told me Santa did not exist. I remember running, screaming, and crying to my mother. Now, now, <coughs> sorry, just trying to enunciate. Now it seemed that no one believed the reason why I was upset because I found out. Um, let me kick this whole thing again, okay, uh, Jorge? Yeah, go for it. This is from Leslie somewhere in Texas. She says, hey, guys, I was about five years old when my brother told me Santa did not exist. I remember running, screaming, and crying to my mother. Now, it would seem that one would believe the reason I was so upset because I found out Santa was not real. It was because I had been lied to. Not only by my parents, but the whole community was involved in, like, perpetuating this lie. So who could I really trust? Nothing is wrong with Santa as a myth. In fact, I propose that Santa only becomes a symbol of giving. But to portray Santa as real, that a child will not get presents from Santa if they are bad. Um, he's making a list, checking it twice, going to find out a story at night. It just portrays adults as scheming and manipulating a lot. Now, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's like, I want my kids to trust me in all this, and I don't want them to become dis the first instance of them not believing me. Well, if I'm lying about this, what else am I lying about? Yeah, but our parents lied about Santa Claus, and you don't distrust your parents. That's just part of I it. I totally distrust my parents. Because of Santa Claus? You should be like, look, yeah, there's no Santa it's... Claus, and I'm not your real dad. Stop! <laughs> 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 and they come back. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. There is a Santa Claus. Um, no, listen, man. It, I, I'm telling you, man, I'm coming from the immigrant uh, uh, aspect on this because I, I was six. I came to America, and I'd already known my parents. I think you know we came from a revolution. And I remember telling the kid, there's this classmate of mine who was in the second grade. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm writing a letter. I'm sending it to Santa Claus. I was like, you know, he doesn't exist. The kid had a deep voice. The kid had a deep voice. <laughs> he goes, I go, you know, he doesn't exist. He's like, no, he does. I'm sending it. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, you've been watching the news. There's a revolution going on in Iran. I was like, what, is, <laughs> what are you? No, but uh, look, I, I think the best way to do it is this. Because kids forget fast, especially if you give them a treat. You just tell them, look, there's no Santa. As soon as they start crying, you have a lollipop. You go, here, man, take it easy. It's going to be fine. And then the kid goes on. It's, it's like giving him a shot. It's like giving him a shot in the arm. No, but he's saying never, ever, ever let him know that there's a Santa Claus. Is that what you're saying, Al? No, I'm saying that I want to be the one that tells them. I don't want them to oh, find out. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, I agree with that, too. But this girl's saying that she thought she couldn't trust anyone. I'll tell you what you got to do, Al. You, what you got to do is you got to go, look, Lorenza, come here. There's no Santa Claus, and I've been trying to tell you this all these years, but your mom has been lying to you. <laughs> she lies She's to liar. all of us. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I'm on your side. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. I think Leslie. I, I totally think, do that. I, 
<laughs> I love when he gets in his giggle. I, I love when he gets stuck in his giggle modes. I think that's funny. I will do that. I think it's. I think that's brilliant. I think if I, the key. I, look, you better do it fast because if you don't, Kristen's going to beat you to it, man. It's all about. It's it's about because I think. Look, I understand what Leslie's saying, and and you know, I'm sure a lot of kids, you know, are are very uh, precocious and mature at that age. But, you know, they forget fast. I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, man, the world's been lying to me these first five years. Yeah, Leslie, you're tripping. (laughs) Your parents love you. And they've lied to you about other things, too, so don't worry about it. Yeah, we lie. People lie all the time. So maybe it's a good thing to get used to. Maybe when when your kid starts crying and going, you lied to me, be like, it's not going to be the first. (laughs) Okay. And it won't be the last. (laughs) I'm I'm not your dad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not your dad. I don't know. How else you break it? I mean, we maybe, you know what the problem with our show is? We have no experts on the show. We just we just make crap up. Oh, you know what's app. funny is if Jorge had the answers to everything and he just doesn't answer us. That would be hilarious. He just sits there and laughs. <laughs> what if Jorge were the Guatemalan Dr. Phil and we just haven't done our research? Como se dice doctor? Doctor. doctor. See, he knows how to say See, doctor. how good he is. Damn it. He knows how to say doctor in Spanish. <laughs> Al, how are you going to break it to your kids, man? I don't know what we're going to do about this, but I don't want it to be some kid. There's one of these, one of the friends that we know is nine and he still believes in Santa Claus. That's How old is Lorenzo? Well, no, he, uh, he's Lorenzo's nine. I'm sorry. This kid is 11. I was about to say, Lorenzo's, Lorenzo's nine. nine too. <laughs> Lorenzo's nine. This kid is 11 and um, still believes in Santa Claus. Here's the tricky but part. Here's the tricky part. Lorenzo's nine, but your daughter is... How old is she? Five. So when you tell yeah. him, you got to say you can't tell her. Ooh, now you're turning him into a liar. <laughs> it's yeah. cyclical. But he knows it's I mean, for the best. He'll, I think he'll appreciate it. Yeah, to, I, and if I were you, I wouldn't wait till December to tell him. I would tell him, like, this Thursday. <laughs> See, that's something I think if we had an expert here, that's probably something an expert would say. Yeah. Don't say it in the height of, right. you know, say it when it's off season. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just went to, you guys had a great time somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You just went to the water slides. Or you no, had a great just, time. Look, take him to the toy store and buy him something. And he'll go, thank you for the puzzle, Dad. You always give me great gifts. Speaking of great gifts, you remember that bike last year? You thought Santa gave you? <laughs> I got it from this exact store. <gasps> I'm Santa Claus, son. <laughs> My wife is so good. Kristen does different handwriting for this Santa. Wow. I mean, she goes... Breaks out completely different wrapping paper. Oh, she's the like, liar. <laughs> yeah. She's too much. All right. So, anyway, if you guys have an opinion on this, write into minivanmen at gmail.com. Thank you, Leslie, for the uh, submitting that uh, story and how you ran around crying at the age of five when your jerk brother broke the news to you. Um, you know what I want to know, guys? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But, I want to know how many no. people out there actually have minivans. If you have a yeah, minivan, take a, of, take a picture of us. Take the pic, blah, 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 take a picture of it right. and send us a picture of you next to your minivan and send it to minivanman at gmail.com. And, uh, we should I'm, do a prize. We should do like the best minivan picture. Is it maybe If someone's got a souped-up minivan, too. Souped-up minivan. Mm. We have nothing to give yet. Or take a picture yet. with, like, sunglasses. Like, um, take a picture of you by your minivan in any way. Now, here is it. The coolest. We want to see a picture of the coolest minivan man next to his minivan. And you, and you win a prize. Yes. We don't know what that prize it's is. but A minivan man sticker. 
when we ever get it or some matchbooks. Or well, something. you could come to a taping. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, we could all chip in and uh, put you up uh, for the night in that um, motel by your old house. Yeah. Right? Or you could sleep in your minivan outside my house. <laughs> 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 We can call it. There you go. Oh, see, that's why Jorge's here. Jorge, Jorge Dr. Jorge, Dr. Jorge had the, the answers. Idea. He said, we'll call him and get him into the show. Dios You'll Dios. be our special guest. No pregunta is too much for Jorge. So uh, that's it. So the contest is send us a picture of you. Not only just minivan, it could be, I mean, men. It could also be uh, women or, you know, just send us we, the coolest picture in front of your minivan. You want to goof it up. You want to do whatever. Get kids on your shoulders. Whatever. You the have best- to actually own the minivan. You can't go down to Honda and take a picture in front of the Odyssey or whichever uh, minivan. Yeah. Uh, Stories. If in we your look area. and there's like ten minivans behind your minivan, we know yes, you're at the like, dealership. Yes. <laughs> this dude is a drug dealer. He has all these minivans. <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll get you on the show with us, right? Bingo. Solid. So to reiterate, send in a picture of yourself in front of your minivan. Send it to minivan men at gmail.com minivanmen at gmail.com and, and I promise we're getting a producer soon everybody we'll, we'll get all this worked out yeah alright we'll take a break guys thanks for all the support make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there you can also find that page by going to our website minivanmen.com and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. All right, you guys, we're back with Minivan Men. Uh, we're here in uh, beautiful Los Angeles, and Maz's daughter is not feeling too well. Yeah, little baby just got a fever before the show, oh. and you guys know how that is. It's oh. just, I mean... It's like how high? Just how high? just around a hundred. It's not uh, it's not it's not super high yet. But the but what first of all one of the problems of a one year old is getting that temperature. Yeah, I, I did the underarm temperature taking because yeah. I wasn't gonna put it in her butt. And That's I, not accurate. You gotta go for the butt. Gotta go in the butt. Poor girl. How long do you gotta keep it in the butt when you put it in there? Ah, just no. until the thing beeps. Do you have a real thermometer or do you have I went, the, the I went, digital? No, listen, I got the digital and I couldn't figure it out. So, I so I mean, it, it was like the batteries were off. and I mean, So, I was like, you know what? I'm going old school. You went and got a real thermometer. I got the real deal. But the problem is if I put it in her, in her, you know, in her bum or whatever, she's not, it's not the most comfortable thing. I had to, she had a fever just about a month ago and I had to give her, uh, la, not the laxative, what's it called? The fever reducer right. in the butt. That's, yeah. It's just the worst. Yeah. You got to stick your finger I, in it. Uh, yeah, we've had that uh, ear one for quite some time, uh, so I can't remember the last time I've had to uh, to do anything involving a butt. But and I yours and yours are old enough, Al, where they will stay stand still for the ear, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even when they were little, you just you can palm their head and hold their little ass down and uh, <laughs> make sure you get it. And it's not like who's boss over there? You just. It's like it's with the dogs. Yeah, maybe like, get one of the nannies to hold them down. Uh, that's right. Yeah, choke, <laughs> choke that little fever. Maybe she's weak already with the fever. <laughs> I mean, wasn't quite a struggle as she putting up. You don't know no, my I baby. Have, I'll go ahead. So I had uh, Lorenzo was a big scare. Kristen was gone. I forget where she was, and I had Lorenzo got up to 105. Now 106, I apparently causes brain damage. Boy. 
And um, I had a run. I dumped all the ice in the tub mm-hmm. and was dunking them in the cold. I mean, when they get up, you get past 104, yeah. you're sort of in deep crap. Aren't you supposed to go to the hospital at that point? No, not if you, you're not going to freak out about it. I mean, you're gonna, you, they're going to do the same thing you are. You just make a cold bath. And um, you put them in, you got to get it down. So you cold compresses. I was running. I was, first of all, I was panicking. And I was, um, I had rags, you know, washcloths that were, I ran underwater. And I had four of those going in the freezer. So I was cycling those in and out. I was putting those on his forehead. And then you give him Tylenol to bring it down. Mm -hmm. And then I was dunking him in this cold water. He was, you know, then he was freaking out. You shove somebody in cold ice water, mm-hmm. but um, I was trying to make it fun, but it was just, it was freezing. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Gatorade after you win the football game. You're like, hey, look, there's a rubber no, no, ducky no. in there. He's completely out of it um, because he's got this, you know, horrible fever. My brother Ray had one really bad where my mom ran down to the fire station uh, in San Francisco. And the same thing. He was unconscious. Boy, that's what happened to me. My Isabella, at age, she was only one, not even one yet. She had a febrile, I'm going to say it wrong, febrile seizure. Oh, my God. She had 104.3 degrees. Oh. And she just locked up. Oh. No movement, eyes wide open, nothing. She became stiff as a board. I freak. I tried not to freak out, but I was freaking out because nothing. Can you imagine just... Nothing. Oh my God. Not barely even blinking. I'm tapping her, slapping her. Nothing, nothing, nothing. My wife's in the bathtub. She jumps out. She's calmer than me. I'm acting like a bitch. And so we, we, did, we did the ice. We start cooling her down. We got the Tylenol with the fever, you know, the fever reducer. And then luckily, four doors up, we had a doctor. A friend of ours is a doctor. So she came, calmed us down. And then just for safe measures, we had an ambulance come and then, uh, you know, took my wife. And so to the what, hospital. Uh, Maz, you, Maz, again, what, your daughter has what, a 99? Uh, she's running 100. Around. She's at 100 right now. No, no, I know. I, look, I know. No, I know. Look, because the fact is, like, I, I've always been. I just, no, no, no. We, I've always we tried. Both, we just both have fever, too. No, no, no. My, my son had 123. All right? He's <laughs> yeah. in Death Valley. Yeah, my, hundred, my son hit 200 He's once. Mr. Green <laughs> Christmas. No, we've had, look, look, I had, it's funny, like, we, the, the thing about being calm, too, it's like, I've had it before with my son, we had, he got the, uh, he got a, a stomach virus one time, and it's funny, Al, because I think I told you about that, and you were like, you're like, get ready, it's coming to you, and I was like, really? And the next day, I had the stomach flu or whatever it was, but I remember my son, he was still kind of, probably right around a year, an infant, and I was trying to stay calm. And he's at, he's like, uh, uh, you know, and my wife is freaking out and I'm kind of, I'm proud of myself because I'm like, you know, I, I kind of helped raise my two younger brothers. So I was like, I've been there seeing this stuff. And then suddenly my son starts projectile vomiting. We're talking like five, 10 feet out. And I start, free- I'm like, what? like yelling to my wife, like, what are you doing? Call 911. I'm like, call the doctor. And, uh, and it's just, you just lose it fast. It is tough. Yeah. Especially with, it's, yeah. because they're babies. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just thinking, oh, wow, you don't deserve to be in all this pain. I always think of that scene in Kramer versus Kramer when Dustin Hoffman is running, holding his kid. His kid falls on the playground, 
and Dustin Hoffman's holding his kid in New York City and just sprinting. And I just think of that always. I'm like, man. You know what's so funny? And that's, I go to a movie. I always think about Godfather 2 when uh, Sonny is sick and De Niro's at the door holding his head while the the mom is doing some kind of weird Italian remedy where she put like something on his stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's like worried. I'm like, wow, what is he going through? Yeah. And that's how I feel now when I see the kids. Even when they cough, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't, and, and until you have kids, you don't, you really don't feel it. You don't feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the cough yeah. is because my kids smoke cigarettes. It's important <laughs> to really, and also when they get hurt, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, if you don't panic, they're not going to panic. Right. Keep your cool at all times. Yeah. And who said we didn't have an expert on the show? Because that is good advice. You can't panic. Because they teeth in your eyes, like when they get cut or they fall down off a play structure, you see those helicopter moms do it all the time. <laughs> Be okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And they freak the kid out. The kid looks around and starts falling because everyone's freaking out around them. Right. Like if you just walk up and go, hey, hey, that was funny. Like, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. they've got four-inch gash <laughs> yeah. on the floor. Yeah, well, pick up your fingers and let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put that foot back on him. He'll be all right. That's why That's yeah. why I guess it's good to be a doc- doctor. My, my my friend's a uh, cardiothoracic surgeon, so he likes these people die all the time. Ugh. So I'm sure yeah. with his kids, he's going to be like, come on. Come on, you're not dead. Yeah, you're not dead yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. All right, keep uh, it cool. Guys, uh, I'm sorry about the sound quality on this. Um, my... Uh, we sound authentic. People really now well, know that you're actually out of town working. Yeah. Sometimes when it's the sound is too nothing. crisp, people don't believe it. Yeah. He's not working. I saw him at the Laugh Factory. Better than nothing, I guess. Um, I'll, I'll work on this. I'm going to get a new MacBook and uh, get all this worked out. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Hey. Um, we love you, Al. We'll see you soon. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jorge. Good night, everybody. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.